twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. And welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll talk with a father and his son about amateur radio and how it serves as a family-friendly hobby. We'll learn how they became interested in ham radio, how the rules of amateur radio actually promote a family-friendly environment, and why more parents and their kids should consider it as both a fun and educational family activity. We'll also review the Motorola MHP81 electronic hearing protection headset and take some of your questions from our blog and our forums at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Buytwowayradios.com, your radio specialist. My son Tommy and I recently attended the 2013 Rock Hill Ham Fest. While we were there, we met Darcy and his son Walter, both of whom took the Amateur Radio General Class License exam during the event. I interviewed Darcy, Walter, and Tommy to get their personal impressions of the amateur community as a whole and discuss the general concept of ham radio as a family activity. We're going to hear that interview now. Well, we're here almost live at the 61st annual Rock Hill Ham Fest in Rock Hill, South Carolina, and we're speaking with Darcy and Walter. And Darcy and Walter are father and son uh, duo here that are visiting us here at the Ham Fest. And you guys have been working the Ham Fest as well. You're also members of the YCARS group, the uh, York County Amateur Radio Society group that is hosting the Ham Fest. Um, how's it been so far for you guys? Well, actually, this is uh, our first ham fest. Um, you know, we got into ham radio last, well, earlier this year, and um, this is the first time that that we've come out. We've had some local ham fests in the area, but just hadn't had an opportunity to come out. and And it's great, you know, it's it's great to meet people that you talk to on the air, and um, you know, not only that, but you can talk about equipment. You can talk to different people, uh, experts. Uh, the AWRL is here. Um, and so it, it's been a great experience. It's a beautiful day, and uh, couldn't pick a better a better venue. So we're having a great time. Oh yeah, yeah. and uh, it's really enjoyable. And there's an awesome group of people that came too. So. Well, you were uh, over there earlier. You were uh, what were you doing exactly over there at the booth? Oh well, I was actually selling donuts as a fundraiser for the Ycars Club. And then I was just uh, helping out wherever I could, just happy to do whatever I could to support the club. And, and Darcy, what was your function here primarily? Um, I was just looking around. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, uh, today was uh, what they call a VE test, uh, testing uh, session, which is the uh, you know ham radio license, as, as probably everybody knows. Uh, there's three different levels, and today was a testing, and so I took my tests, and... Um, we, uh, 
and so I was just kind of afloat here, helping out where I could too. Mainly well, just talking to people, though. <laughs> and we'll give you the results of the test in just a few moments. But first, I want to say the two of you, um, both father and son, kind of uh, got into ham about the same about the same time, really, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I got my first technician license uh, back in um, March of uh, this year. And as a result of, you know, me being on the radio and, and things, Walter would check in as a third party, unlicensed, uh, with, under, under the uh, direction of a, a licensed operator. And um, so that really kind of spawned his interest. And then we actually went to an ARRL field day event back in June. And uh, we got to experience high-frequency radio, or HF radio, and participated in that. And that, that bug really bit us to uh, sort of take it to the next level and for Walter to get his, his license as well. Go ahead, Walter. Yeah, and uh, I took my technician test the same time as my dad, but sadly I wasn't as prepared as he was, so I didn't pass. And uh, But I came back a few months ago and got my... Um, Test and I passed and I got my call sign and um, so and I uh, went for my test today too and passed so now me and my dad are still the same level which is <laughs> nice. You both took your general and you both passed your general. Now Tommy is with now uh, many of you who listen to the show regularly know uh, I've talked about my son Tommy many times that uh, he and I both got our ham licenses around the same time. As a matter of fact, on the same day we went in and yeah, did the we testing. Didn't, we didn't pass the. Um, the first time, when we um, we went to uh, Y Cars and we took the test again, and uh, you pa- um, my dad passed it on the uh, second try. I had to take it a third time to pass it. Oh, I passed it on the first time, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> nice I think they lost the, paper. the dads always pass on the first time. The kids the second. They or lost time. the paper, so you yeah. have to take it again. Uh, yeah. Well. Um, Tommy and I pretty much went the same route. We both kind of got into the ham radio uh, about the same time. And now for you guys, no, we're going to take our general uh, in December. We're working on ours right now. But for you guys, uh, you went you went ahead and you studied you study together pretty much. Well, you know, uh, yes and no. Um, you know, I, I'm probably more of a book person, and so I I uh, was using one of the resources uh, recommended resources, the Gordon West book, mm-hmm. and uh, Walter uh, is much more savvy about apps and you know online stuff and so he would he would take the test and then he would challenge me to take the really difficult portions of the test online and so we we kind of had some fun some ribbing back and forth about that but um well did you like studying in the book or oh yeah well i mean the book was okay until my dad took it on a business trip for the weekend so i had to, <laughs> so I had to do like the really hard tests and stuff <laughs> but um it really was preparing you know it's good still to uh, read a book too you kind of get it more in your mind and you understand the theory behind it a little more Mm -hmm. rather than memorization and um, so it worked really well and I had a great time studying with my dad too and I I think that's part of it I I think that uh, you know Tommy and me studying together has really kind of helped us bond a little bit more as father and son so I think it's a great you know father-son, mother-daughter, family kind of activity, really. Uh, and, and ham radio in general, the whole ham community is sort of a almost a family-like community in some respects. So I, I think it's, uh, it's really uh, 
been a great experience for us so far. How's it been for you guys? A- absolutely. You know, this is something that, uh, you know, Walter and I sort of do this exclusively in our family. Nobody else is really interested in, in ham radio in our family. But uh, that being said, this is something special that we do together. And we can joke around and talk and a little bit of ham radio. And, and we'll get on some of the nets together and things like that. And he'll ask me questions and I'll ask him questions. And and, and like you said, the, the ham radio community is definitely uh, very family-oriented. Uh, the people that we've met at Y Cars and here today at the Ham Fest, uh, you guys... Uh, you know, it's it, it, yeah. They're just good people, and you know, there's there's a, a willingness to learn and to teach in this hobby. Um, that you know, let's let's be frank. There aren't a lot of younger people getting into ham radio, um, and it's something that that I want to encourage with with my son and your son is uh, you know go as far as they can because it's 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 a hobby that has so many different avenues to get into. And it, it is, like you said, the, the people involved are very family-oriented and um, very safe. You know, it's a, it's a very safe environment for them to be in. Yep. Now, that was one of the things that I was talking about in one of the previous episodes of the Two-Way Radio Show. We were discussing ham versus CB, or ham or CB. And uh, one of my issues with CB was the fact that it really wasn't a family-friendly type of thing. Um, when Tommy and I were looking at radios, getting into radio, I looked at CB and I thought, wow, you know, I've heard some of the things that go on on CB radio. It's just not something I really want my son exposed to. And when I looked at Ham, I thought, wait a minute, now, this is a lot different. I mean, they're, yeah, they're bad apples in every group, but for the most part, Ham radio, um, they they are very protective of, of uh, what they do. Uh, and of each other, uh, of each other yeah, and of yeah. their licenses, you know, because uh, they don't want that taken away from them, <laughs> obviously. So they are—they really police themselves, and they're very good about that. So I felt, you know, that's very safe to get Tommy in there. How, how do you guys feel? You guys have felt pretty, um, pretty secure, safe, um, talking to everybody on the radio. And, oh yeah, I mean, you don't really have to worry about someone like, you know, being mean or saying bad things or. That kind of thing, and it's um, it's a lot of fun doing it too. You know, it's not just another thing you do pastime. I mean, you might, but it's fun doing it too. You felt pretty comfortable, Tommy, on on uh, on ham. Yeah, because um, everyone's really polite on the radio. They practice uh, good etiquette and uh, they uh, help younger hams kind of get into the hobby and uh, study for it. Now you brought up a good point earlier about um, getting younger hams involved. What do you think more uh, of the uh, kids, more of the younger, the youth, haven't really gotten into ham radio? Well, um, most of the reason is I really didn't hear about it until, uh, you know, until my dad told me about it. I had no idea what this was. I mean, you know, and it's like a uh, another thing that nobody really knows about, you know. But the people that do, they want to get more people into it, but the people have to be wanting to get into it, too. Yeah. So. We need um, more uh, hams our age because, um, like, in 50 years, there's not going to be as much hams, so we need more younger kids to get in the, in the hobby so you can keep keep the tradition going. Um, <laughs> keep like, keep uh, it going. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't uh, really know about ham radio until I was, like, 
12 or 13. So I was like, ham, pork? I don't know. I don't know what they're talking about. So, um, but uh, yeah, once you get into it, you you really start to like it. It's hard to get out. Yeah. 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 And, and, and going back to what you said about about the CB and, you know, when you and I are growing up and, and it was a lot different. And, mm-hmm. and you know, ham radio... Uh, something that you know when I talk to Walter and and I've heard your son on on the radio and I've actually talked to him and I know I don't know if you were listening or, or what but you know um, you know there are rules obviously that and that's why we study the tests and the rules and just make sure we're good operators but um, you know I, I feel totally comfortable with Walter talking on the radio when I'm not around you know because I, I really know that other people are listening and you know him as a new operator. Uh, you know they'll 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 let me know if if he's he's uh, you know not following the rules exactly or what needs to be said. But but I really don't have any concerns about you know he's going to hear something that's not really appropriate. Right. And right. and I think that's that is probably a um, uh, just a, a something that it goes on all over with with hands all over the world. I, I really do. And I and I feel that same uh, level of comfortable comfortability. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that same level of comfort with with Tommy on the radio. I, you know, I know I can kind of lead him to the radio, and I don't have to worry. But it's not like the internet where you can sit your kid down in front of the right. internet and you have to worry constantly about, well, boy, what's going on there. But uh, with ham radio, it's, in fact, a, it's this a lot is different. A, this is a great distraction from sitting in front of the keyboard, sitting in front it of is. the game system. It is. You know, not only the studying, but but also participating. You know, one of the things you talked about was getting more younger people involved and, you know, finding an active club, finding a a club in your area that does things Mm -hmm. outside of the clubhouse or they have, like, hands-on activities, things like that. That's where these guys are going to really learn and get interested in it. Not just reading about it, not just sitting in front of a radio, um, but, but getting... Getting into it with their their hands and participating in things like ham fest or you know any other other kind of activities field day mm-hmm. uh, excellent opportunity for someone just to come see what what ham radio is all about absolutely well Tommy and I've joined the uh, W4CQ the Charlotte Amateur Radio Club W4CQ group and those guys couldn't be a bunch of, you know a nicer bunch of people and they've been real helpful with Tommy and we've been learning a lot from them um, I understand the experience has been really. Uh, pretty much the same with uh, you guys. And you joined the White Cards group, right? Yeah, yeah. that's correct. Um, they're a great group of guys, too. Like They uh, all donated some parts for an antenna that we built. Um, they built for me since I didn't have one. And uh, one of the guys lended me a base station, two-meter base station, which is what I use now. And um, it's really great. And they're a g- great group of people. And, um, yeah, I mean, I love being in the club. They um, help a lot and always lift you up, never trying to tear you down. So these kids that really don't know about ham yet, they don't know what they're missing. <laughs> really. No, they don't. And, and that's the thing is, is if, uh, if, if you've got any interest at all in sharing it with, with a younger person, you know, it's it's great. I'm I'm trying to work on a couple of Walt's friends, and uh, you know, I don't know if their parents are up for it, but I know they they might be. You know, but um, yeah, absolutely. It's it's something that uh, it, uh, if you talk to most of the guys out here at the uh, at the club, uh, they'll tell you that they got into it at a very early age and maybe didn't do very much with it. Uh, maybe they did, but 
Uh, these guys have gone on to do very interesting things in their careers, whether it's engineering or architecture or you know computer science or mm -hmm. some sort of programming, whatever. And um, you know it's a great avenue, especially if you have a, a very tech-minded son sure. or daughter. It can be uh, a path towards a future career. Absolutely, absolutely. In a lot of different places. You know, yeah, yeah that, that's really the so, neat yeah. part about it. If uh, there's any kids listening to this, uh, get your license and you won't be sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Hope to hear you on the radio sometime. <laughs> well, Darcy and Walter, thanks a lot for joining us on the two-way radio show today. And also, Tommy, my son, thanks for joining us as well. Um, it was a pleasure. And, and we hope to hear you on the radio again soon. And, uh, well, 73 still. Yeah, 73. 73. And uh, thanks for coming out to the Rock Hill Ham Fest. We, we appreciate you guys being here. Uh, I, we appreciate you having us. Great. You have a great day. And we've been speaking with uh, Darcy and Walter from the uh, White Cars Group, the uh, York County Amateur Radio Society, at the yes. 61st Annual uh, Rock Hill Ham Fest. Can, can I give a shameless sure. plug for the sure. Y Cars Club? <laughs> sure. Uh, you can find us online at uh, ycars.org if you're interested, if you're in the Rock Hill area, or uh, just want to check out and see what our club's doing. Great. Appreciate it. Coming up, we'll review the Motorola MHP81 electronic hearing protection headset. Is it an earmuff we can shout about, or should we just keep quiet? We'll find out next on the Two-Way Radio Show. Searching for two-way radios? Buy two-way radios has what you need. Buy two-way radios is the source for two-way radios and radio accessories from major name-brand manufacturers for businesses and consumers alike. Buy two-way radios provides more than just great radios at a great price. We are a leading source of expert advice on the products that we sell and can assist in finding the perfect solution for you or your business. We also deliver great service. Our products are stocked at our local warehouse. This allows us to guarantee processing time and fast shipment of your order. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two-Way Radios can help you find the best solution for you. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buytwowayradios.com weekdays. Buy Two-Way Radios at buytwowayradios.com. Your radio specialists. You're listening to the Two-Way Radio Show, and this week we're going to review a new electronic hearing protection headset from Motorola, the MHP81. Well, this is a fairly new product uh, that Motorola uh, has released in the last few weeks or so. Um, it's a new series of headsets they're coming out with. Earmuff-style headsets to be used with uh, the talk-about radios and other audio uh, devices. Um, today, we're going to talk about the MHP81. It's the Electronic Hearing Protection Headset. It uses compression technology. What I really like about these headsets is is uh, it's sort of a new direction for Motorola. These, these are headsets like you would see um, used for hunting, where you know they're, they're, people are around really loud noise environment. They're, they're very, the eighty one is great at blocking out anything over a certain decibel level. It, it completely eliminates the sound. What it does is it 
protects against impulse noises, uh, such as gunshots, sudden noises, by using compression, audio compression, to to suppress the sounds coming in. And at the same time it does that, it amplifies the really low-level noises, the stuff that's in the background, uh, like people talking, amplifies that up. So while it's doing, so it's kind of doing two things at once here. While it's compressing the really loud noises, the sudden loud noises, uh, it's also bringing up the really low decibel sounds so you can hear them. So it's essentially filtering out uh, all that audio that's coming into the headset. I like the way they're going with this. This is not only a communication device to be able to talk from your talk about radio to talk about radio, but it's a hearing protection aid. Um, Looks like they're really gearing this towards recreational hunters and guys that go to the range or or used in in the business world, places Mm -hmm. where there's a lot of loud machinery going on and things like that. I think you're right. I think they're they kind of have hunters in mind, but there's so many other applications exactly. for this product that, that I think that we're going to be surprised how they're used in the real world. Well, I can I could see these being used, um, I mean, how many times have you been sitting on the tarmac and you've looked outside and saw the guys that are loading your airplane up and they've got those squeegee orange things going inside their ear oh. to help keep the, the jet noise out? These are exactly the type of headsets that are used by exactly. the guys like that. They have a, a microphone built in. So wh- while they're large and they block all the sound, there's a microphone. So any l- sounds below a certain decibel level will be played through the, the ear cup. But any loud noise is going to be eliminated. Exactly. It's going to block out those jet engine noises. It's going to block out those uh, those shotgun blasts, those handgun blasts, uh, things like that to... It, it's basically absorbing it and, and knocking it down to a lower decibel level to protect your ears in the long run. Products like this have been marketed and, and built for like gun owners and hunters for a long time. But what's unique about this is it's got a built-in cable to connect to a Motorola Talk About Radio, as well as a, a cable to plug into any MP3 player or your iPhone. Exactly. If, if you want to listen to music or something, you, you can. Another industry that this comes in handy for is for landscaping. You know, uh, people out there using, uh, you know, the leaf blowers and the lawnmowers and that sort of thing. They're going around. They can uh, hook a radio up to it or, or their MP3 player up to it if they want to because this has a cable for that sort of thing. And uh, listen to that while they're working. But yet it'll take out the high noises associated with the the leaf blowers and, and the edgers and, and uh, the, the lawn equipment. I think it, it would be great for me mowing my lawn. I could, mm-hmm. uh, you know, normally I wear a headset like this and I'll connect my iPhone and, and listen to music or something. Um, but this way I can plug a radio in and if my wife or my kids need me for something, they could, uh, they could get me right away. That's right. Well, this uh, this device it does use batteries since it is amplified. It does use batteries. Um, that's what's going to power your your uh, electronic compression technology. Um, each earmuff has a volume control on it, uh, which is nice. Sometimes you see them where they're just it's one volume all the time. 
But with this, you can control the volume on each side. If you're hard of hearing in one ear, you can turn it up louder than what the other ear is or vice versa. Um, There's also a, a, a audio input distinctively for each cup. So um, like the talk about radio input is sort of like a Y cable. That's right. Where it goes yeah. from the radio and then splits into two, and you plug uh, one plug into each ear cup. But if you want to get creative, you could plug your iPhone into one and your radio into the other. That's exactly right. And the neat thing about this is it's the overall design. Now it has it it, it has sort of a the cup is kind of cut in in such a way so that it's a low profile is what yeah. they call it. And it's uh, I like the fact that they did this. It's it's basically um, when you have this on and then you have the the butt of the gun up to your on your shoulder it's going to rest evenly with that the well, the cup stuff, design yeah. it's not going to uh um interfere with it in other words mm-hmm. um so they they really with that kind of design they they really um i think had hunters and and, and shooters in mind when designing this the noise reduction rating the nrr uh rating uh is 21 and that's supposed to be fairly fairly high hmm. i think it's also important to point out that while we're reviewing the mhp 81 today this is uh the highest end model of three hearing protection um headsets that motorola has, has come out with mm-hmm. the 81 is uh the best of the three it retails for 119.99 and the what makes it the best is that it, the, it uses this compression technology, which delivers superior audio quality. You go a step down from the MHP81, the, the MHP71 is very similar uh, to the 81 in that it uses batteries, um, has independent volume controls. Um, it uh, allows you to hear audio um, that's going on around you, but it, it clips anything over a certain decibel rating. Because it doesn't use the compression technology, it uses more of a clipping technology. So if the that, sound gets too high, like sometimes what happens on this podcast, it gets a little overmodulated and just, just clips that sound off. That's right. So sometimes the sound the sound isn't as clear. Sometimes you may lose some actual sound that's below that um, decibel level. Um it's, it's not 71. as clean of a sound, really. Right. But it, you save money with the MHP-71. That, that headset's not available yet, so I don't have final pricing information on it at this time. Um, but there's also a, an entry-level uh, MHP-61 that is uh, a hearing protection headset. Now, it doesn't have... It doesn't use batteries. It doesn't use any amplification. It just completely blocks the sound. But it has inputs for radios and um, iPhones and such, of, of course. And that model retails for forty-one ninety-nine. That's right. Now we had some people from Motorola come in and demo these for us, and uh, we got to sit down and play around with them for a while and try them on, test them out, put them through their paces. Um, I was really impressed with the MHP-81. It, uh, it it not only sounded good, but it felt very comfortable. It was, it was actually a, a pretty comfortable headset. Yeah, they put some really good thought into these. They're, um, I've, I've tested some of the others out there, 
Um, one, they're a lot more expensive and not just not as comfortable. I mean, these have a feel of like a uh, my Bose headsets mm-hmm. you know, that I have for listening to music. Um, very soft feel to them, very comfortable, could wear them for a few hours a day. Yeah, some of those other headsets that are out there that that do this same sort of thing are usually pretty heavy. They're very bulky. Yeah, bulky and heavy, and they'll, they'll weigh weigh you down after a while. But these these are actually surprisingly light. Uh, exactly, and uh, the others are usually very expensive too. I'm thinking of we have an Impact headset that's mm-hmm. similar to this. We carry a Rocket Science Titan headset, mm-hmm. and those are in the two to three hundred dollar range. And uh, now there there are differences. Those have a push to talk button and a mic built in, a very very good mic. These um, the mic is in line with the cable. It, mm-hmm. Now it is included, but there's a cable that connects to each earmuff and then plugs into the radio. And the microphone and push to talk button are in line on that wire. So it's a little bit different of a setup, but forty two dollars compared to two hundred and fifty dollars is a, a big difference. Mm-hmm. Now, going back to the MHP-81 and, and the 71, which isn't out yet, it's important to note that these do take batteries and that these are not standard AA or AAA batteries. That's right. These uh, headsets use N batteries. Which are kind of a standard for some devices, but they're, they're not... Um, then they're not the type of battery that you're just going to run down to the corner store and, and, and grab a pair. Yeah, you, you'd be able to find them at your major retailers um, probably, but uh, you're likely to not have a couple of N batteries just sitting in your drawer to throw in these radios. And um, and these take four. They take four, Two and each. they're not included. Yeah. So when you buy the headsets, be sure to pick up some batteries at the same time you get the headsets. And we do offer in batteries. I don't re- remember right off what our price is on Five ninety nine for four. For four. Five ninety nine yeah. for four. Okay. Yeah. Or you can buy them singly, but uh, it's really the best. It's really best to buy them in, as a as a pack of four. And the battery life is pretty good on these things. It says it's they're rated up to three hundred thirty five hours of battery life. Yeah. Yeah. In the uh, MHP eighty ones. Yeah, they'll last a while with these. Um, but overall, um, I kind of like these. What about you guys? I think it's a neat addition to their to their accessories. I think it's long overdue. I think they needed these a, a while ago. But um, it's nice to give folks an, an added option on on you know communication, but also protecting their hearing. Um, you know, when hunting or uh, recreational shooting or whatever the case may be. I think it's something that, that definitely sets Motorola apart now in, in the GMRS radio world. The Talk About series is um, already one of the pop, most popular brands of radios, and the mm-hmm. accessory selection for the Talkabouts is superior to any other brand already. But to add high-quality headsets like this um, is huge. Mm-hmm. It's another reason to choose Motorola Talkabouts. That's right. Well, um, any other thoughts on the uh, the, the Motorola MHP81? No, I think we pretty much covered it. All right. Well, we have some questions and comments from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. Uh, the first one uh, comes from Bill, and uh, he's actually responding to uh, 
the uh, announcement that the GXT5000 is coming back. And we mentioned this in the last episode of the two-way radio show, that the, the Midland GXT5000, which had been announced as being discontinued back in March of 2013, is now coming back in time for mid-December 2013. And uh, he says... I am in the understanding that the new GXT5000 will also contain some, if not all, of the FRS frequencies. If that is the case, why would I want to spend $150 or more? As a GMRS license holder, I do not want or need FRS in my radio, as I would be in violation of FCC rules using them, unless the radio manually programs to drop the power to permissible wattage. So what will be my advantage to this GXT5000 over my GXT1000s or any of the Chinese $25 programmable UHF models? And that's from Bill. Great question, Bill. Um, Well, the radio does support FRS frequencies as well as GMRS frequencies, and uh, it is smart enough to automatically drop to low power mode of uh, half watt or so when you're using an exclusively FRS frequency, such as uh, channels uh, 8 through 14. Now, uh, as far as the advantage of the GXT5000 over a regular uh, GMRS radio like the GXT1000, the advantage is going to be the the durability of the radio. The GXT5000 is built uh, like a business radio. It's made to be used very frequently. It's made to hold up to... um, Military standards. Yeah. Mil- STD. Mil- exactly. And, and you don't find, uh, I don't know of any other GMRS radios that are built to uh, mill STD. Um, I don't believe, uh, I, I don't believe we sell any that are. Mm-hmm. The GXT5000 is um, more durable than any other GMRS radio that, that we carry. Um, most of the time, if you're a GMRS license holder, you don't have a lot of options as far as a, a very durable radio. Uh, business radios, you talk about being concerned about um, FCC rules. Well, mm-hmm. if you buy a business radio and program it to GMRS frequencies, that's most likely not a radio that meets or that's been type accepted for Part 95. Mm-hmm. So there's and, that. And he mentions the Chinese uh, radios. Um the Chinese programmable UHF models, um, those are not uh, legal for use. You know, a lot of them are not legal for use on GMRS. In fact, uh, I don't know of any that are legal for use on GMRS frequencies. Now, I'm, I don't know exactly what radio he's talking about. I'm thinking maybe a, a Baofeng UV5R or a, a Ocean. Uh, these are amateur radios that mm. um, are programmable from the keypad, and you can certainly... Uh, key in GMRS frequencies there, but, but like you said, it's you know. these are Part 90 type accepted, not Part 95, so uh, you're in violation of FCC rules if you use them on GMRS. Yeah, so uh, pretty much uh, the GXT5000, yeah, it's a little bit pricier, but there are definitely advantages to having one, uh, and I'm not knocking the GXT1000, it's a great radio, but overall the GXT5000 is going to be a lot more durable. It's built for um, built more like a business class radio. Now, there there are some things about the GXT5000 I wish they'd done differently. If they'd taken out those F- FRS frequencies, they could have uh, made the antenna removable instead mm, yeah, of a, a fixed yeah. antenna, and that would have been a bigger plus, if you ask me. But uh, there, there are definitely advantages to it, regardless. All right. 
Okay. Um, and the next one comes from Jim. Jim's talking about CB radios. And he says, radio can be a lot of fun. I started out as a kid with a walkie-talkie and also used to listen to shortwave. Later, I decided to get my amateur radio license, but I still have a CB radio in my shack. The fun of it is in learning about radios and antennas. I never stop learning even after 50 years in the hobby. Find yourself a radio friend who is willing to share information and what he knows. Nowadays, you can go online and find out anything you want to know, then start building stuff. Consider getting your ham radio license and join a club. Lots of good people in that hobby. And that's uh, from Jim. And That's that, a nice comment. Yeah, and that actually ties right in with uh, with our interview with Darcy and Walter. Yes, it does. The show. Thanks for that comment. Yeah, thank you, Jim. Well, I guess it does it for our comments and questions this week. Send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buytwowayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. You can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it on iTunes, blueberry.com, or stream it on Stitcher. All right, I guess that does it for us this week. Um, the, before we go, anyone have any final comments i'd just like to say it was a, a very nice interview rick and i'd like to thank darcy and walter for participating and tommy all right well today's show is sponsored by buy two whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use buy two-way radios can help you find the best solution for your needs enter the promo code show at checkout and save an additional five percent off your order give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buy two Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening, and until next time for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And we're out.